It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Stop me if you've heard this story before. The Orlando Magic no-show the first quarter and didn't play decently well only to fall short. Welcome to the new standard. Welcome to the Orlando Magic season in a nutshell. Welcome to this loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Welcome to Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is march 29th 2023 my name is philip rosmerich i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando magic daily.com just follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the orlando magic fall to the memphis grizzlies in a game that does have major implications for their immediate season but also is kind of representative of the season as a whole and the strange dichotomy in place the magic fall find themselves and why the standard has indeed been raised, and losses like this don't feel so good anymore. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps, in the game. It's... I'm of two minds in this, in this one. Uh, after the magic loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, one thirteen to one hundred eight, I really am of two minds because part of me wants to sit here and say that the Magic are due for a bad night, and I think it is a good thing that we continue to see this team grind and fight and give themselves a, a chance to win. They were down twenty three points at my day job. I, I'm a producer at 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 a, at a TV station here in town. I had cut the highlights at the end of the third quarter. I thought they were toast. And all of a sudden, you saw the Magic start to reel that lead back in, start to see the get into single digits. See Markel Fultz make that steal to cut the game to five. See Franz Wagner hit the three to cut it to three. It was a, a mad dash to get back into this game. And the Magic, you know, we're a long shot. We'll get to that. But the Magic had every opportunity to win this game. And, and you could just feel and sense how close they are to doing it and having that fight as a baseline on a bad night when things aren't working well, that's all good. But of course, that's also what we expect of this team. We are not in the moral victory business, especially with so much online, with the margin for error so narrow, with you know any 
essentially this was the last loss the Magic could afford if they could even afford this one. There is no margin for error now for the Magic. They are very they are getting closer and closer to elimination. They cannot afford to slip up, and now they'll need a lot of help from the Chicago Bulls. And yes, also once again an opportunity to catch the teams ahead of them in the standings, whether it's the Indiana Pacers now game ahead, now game behind them, or the Washington Wizards now two games behind them after the Wizards stunningly beat the Boston Celtics. If we're going to talk about this team. In the context of a playoff chase, of a postseason chase, losing to the Memphis Grizzlies is not a bad thing. They're a very good team. But the way the Magic lost, having to come back from a 23-point deficit, looking so bad in the first quarter, winning the final three quarters, but losing that first quarter so decisively by 17 points, 32-15, to this team is beyond all of that. We have to start talking about this team at a higher level holding them to a higher standard. And surely they hold themselves to a higher standard too. Because the fact of the matter is the Orlando Magic got hit pretty hard, got punched in the mouth, and didn't really play their game plan. Didn't really play the way we know this team is capable of playing. And that's an ultimate lesson. That is the ultimate thing. I, I know I say, I know I go through my same tired tropes over and over and over again. The regular season is about what can you do every night on your worst night. What are you going to be able to do when the shots aren't falling? And the good teams, the really good teams, like the Memphis Grizzlies, lean on their defense. And that defense wasn't there. They lean on ball movement to get good shots. And yeah, the Magic missed their share of open threes throughout the first half of this game. But they settled all night long because of the presence of Jaron Jackson Jr. on the inside. They were unable to get into pain. I think they only had eight points in the paint in the first half. That is just inexcusable. That is not this team. The Magic took a season-high 49 three-point attempts. I'm sure some of that was the desperation attempts at the end, but 49 three-point attempts. They only have four games this year taking more than 40 or more three-pointers. They got taken out of their game completely, and as they made their comeback in the third quarter, they were doing the third and fourth quarters, they were doing the things that they have to do. Yes, there was desperation. Yes, there was urgency. But it was inside out. It was in the paint. It was moving the ball. It wasn't settling for the first good shot you could get or the first three decent three look that you could get. The Magic got staggered early. They got hit pretty hard. They, were a, they weren't able to get in the paint anymore. They weren't able to kind of get themselves going. And their offense was searching and creating all the turnovers, 12 turnovers in the first half, which you cannot do against this Grizzlies team. They will ter- eat you up if you turn the ball over on them. Turning the ball over letting Memphis, long rebounds, letting Memphis get out in transition and just destroy them. This game was over at the end of the first quarter. Even with how well the Magic played the rest of the way, even with the Magic fighting so hard to come back, this game was decided in that first quarter. The Magic could not make up the difference. And that's what this came down to. Is this Magic team is still looking for that 48-minute effort. Still looking for the, you know, they've shown a lot of poise. They've shown a lot of maturity. But they are looking to bring that effort all the time. They're looking to bring that focus, that attention to detail all the time that the good teams have. Memphis played their style. And you could tell they were down John Morant. They didn't have quite the killer instinct that they usually do. But they came ready to play and they were more than capable of beating the Magic. If you thought that the Magic were going to walk over the Grizzlies just because they didn't have John Morant... You haven't been paying attention to how good this team is, especially on the defensive end. 
where they are downright dominant. The Magic found themselves, you know, breaking even in the second quarter, breaking essentially breaking even the third after giving up a big run to start the quarter. The Magic found themselves and proved that they are capable of playing with them. And, and, and to me, that's the frustrating part. It's been the frustrating part for a long time. We know what this team is capable of. We know what they can accomplish. But it's just not been an every night thing. It's just not been an everyday occurrence. It's just not happening consistently enough for this team to take that all-important next step, that all-important step forward that we all know is out there for this team. That may have to wait till next year. Um, that Learning that lesson, getting that experience, that's the point of all this. That's the point of what the Magic are going through right now. This team will fight. We know that. We understand that. We accept it. We love it. But there's still so much more for this team to fight for. There's still so much more for this team to accomplish and to do. And that's where we're sitting right now. That's where we're sitting with this team is a team that we know what it is capable of, but a team that perhaps doesn't understand itself what they need to do to be that way every night. And again, that's what we're learning here. We are ready to hold this team to a higher standard. Forget about the postseason this year because it's not about the postseason this year. We are holding them to the standard we're going to hold them to next year when we do expect the playoffs, when we do expect them to be better. We're holding them to a standard of a team that we've seen grow and develop all year long. It's about playing a same way every night. That was a deal in the Mem- that was a deal in the Brooklyn game and a win. That's a deal in the Memphis game and a loss. And the Magic showed us in that second half what they are capable of doing and who they are capable of being. Unfortunately, they just no-showed the first quarter. And that is frankly just the way this season has gone. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit about individual performances as we wrap up this game between the Atlanta Magic and Memphis Grizzlies. A 113-108 win for the Grizzlies. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is the coolest game that I have played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM, and turns out it is not that easy. If you've had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for everything from dealing with challenging personalities from players and coaches, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Magic listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate pro, ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. 
Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Memphis Grizzlies, 113-108. to um, Again, the Magic did a lot of really good things in this game. Um, there are, the fourth quarter especially was just fantastic. I, I love the fight in this team. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the fight is nothing. Um, you know, again, I, I, I don't think it's enough. I don't think that's, that's like the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum of what we want to see from this Magic team every night. We want to see them fight. We want to see them play hard. They are more than capable of doing that, and, and, and they've shown that throughout the year. So, you know, we're, we're at this point where we got this nice baseline, and, and that baseline is enough to give them real chances to win. But this game, again, was just down to details. It's always details. It's always little things. It's always kind of just sharpening up, and especially at this time of year, as teams are prepping for the playoffs, they're sharpening up. They're sharpening their focus. They're not play, they're, they're playing maybe desperate. They're playing urgent but they're not playing with panic. And frankly, I think the Magic struggled with that all game long. It started with Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 16 points, played only 25 and a half minutes, 7 for 11 shooting, 10 rebounds, fouled out of the games. That was a big boost. Three block shots. He set the tone for this game really early and was only plus three in the game, but it felt like it was much more. He, he set the tone in this game, keeping the Magic out of the paint. He blocked a Paolo Bancaro dunk very, very early in the game. And I think that really kind of scared the Magic off. They did not go in the paint. Um, Orlando shoots just uh, shoots just 15 free throws in this game. That frankly tells you all you need to know. It wasn't that Memphis played great defense, played great, fantastic defense on the perimeter. They had Jaron Jackson Jr. to scare the Magic off. Um, Orlando made a lot of poor decisions at the rim, challenging him. They made a lot of poor decisions on shots that they took because they didn't want to go in the paint. Like I said, Orlando shot 49 three pointers. Wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Magic ended up making more threes than Memphis, but 49 three-pointers wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you're making 17, 18 of them. Just three, even four more threes changes this game. You know, two, even two threes, obviously, changes this game completely. But the Magic shoot just 14 for 49 from three, just 28.6% from beyond the arc. Simply not good enough. The Magic needed at least 15, 16 threes if they're going to shoot that many. You can get away with shooting a ton of threes if you're making a ton of threes. Orlando wasn't doing that. And look, there were open threes. The Magic missed a ton of open threes. They missed a ton of open opportunities. But they also took some rush threes. They also took some threes where it was very clear they were settling and not moving the ball. Orlando has 24 assists on 41 field field goals, which is pretty good. 
uh, but the Magic didn't really move the ball effectively until the second half. And again, you could just see that offense kind of flounder. They're they were under thirty under forty percent shooting for most of this game, uh, and that's just not going to get the job done. On top of that. Orlando with 16 turnovers for 16 points, 16 Memphis points. Not absolutely killer, and Orlando really stepped up their game. In the second half, they forced 17 turnovers from the Grizzlies for 24 points. In the second half, Orlando forced 12 turnovers for 16 points. So again, that charged the comeback, just like the Magic's turnovers charged, um, charged Memphis to take the lead. Memphis forced 12 turnovers in the first half for 10 Orlando points. So again, 12 of 16 turnovers happening in the first half. Such a huge factor in this game, especially the way that Memphis plays. Like I said, you know, I go through my little check marks, free throw attempts, Magic lost that 15 to 23. Points in the paint. Memphis outscores Orlando in the paint 54 to 36. Again, a huge, huge deal in this game and a huge, huge deal for the team. The Magic do not win if they are not winning the paint. Memphis is very good defending the paint. Orlando had just eight points in the paint at halftime. Four for 12 shooting in the paint. Forget the eight points. Only 12 attempts in the paint. That does not include free throws. Orlando had nine free throw attempts in the first half. Um, but only 12 field goal attempts in the paint. Memphis at 27. They had 32 points in the paint at halftime. That's your ball game. That's why the Magic are losing. Because, you know, at this point in the season, we're 76 games in the season. You know your identity. You know what you have to do to win basketball games. You know what formula you need to follow to, to get wins. The Magic need to attack the basket, get to the foul line, you know, spray out from there. That's their formula. They weren't getting to the basket. They weren't getting in the paint. They weren't living in that paint. And that's that's why their offense struggled. It, it, it's not rocket science here. And, and look, I know Jaron Jackson Jr. is a big, big problem. It's been a big problem for everybody. Um, they're a really good team at defending the paint. They're the best. I think I believe they're the best team in, in, in paint defense this year. Um, Orlando really struggled with it. But I got to give the Magic credit. They responded in that second half, made some big plays. We got to start with our guy, Goga Batadze. Jamal Mosley sticks him in the game in the third quarter. He plays 13 minutes straight, scores 13 points, grabs six rebounds, five for seven shooting, three block shots. Completely changed this game. Completely changed the momentum of this game. Orlando was down 23 when he came in. He left the game in a single-digit game uh, after 13 minutes. Really gave this team a huge boost. Goga Batadze has been a good changeup for the Magic to have. And look, Mo Wagner didn't play very well. Um... He didn't. He, he did not score. Did not take a shot. Um, he was struggling with struggling all, all game. Made made a couple turnovers, a couple mistakes. Um, but Batadze played so well. And and again, the Magic aren't in this position without him. From Batadze, you had Jalen Suggs start to kind of get going with assists, steals, and defense. Jalen had a bad shooting game though. Two points, one for ten shooting, over five from deep. Didn't hate a lot of his shots. Didn't like a lot of his shots. Felt like he was rushing. Felt like he wasn't getting the basket. Felt like he wasn't initiating that offense. And and I think he's still just going to have nights where he just doesn't shoot the ball well. And so this was one of those nights where the shots weren't falling for him. Just again, everything was a little sped up for him. Um, we know that he can slow things down. Then it spread to Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner scored 16 of his 25 points in the fourth quarter. He was the one that led the charge to get the Magic back in the game. Make some nice finishes around the basket. Started hitting his threes. It was 8-for-21 from beyond the arc, but 5-for-10 in the second half. 5-for-12 from beyond the arc. Sorry, 8-for-21 from the floor. 5-for-10, 5-for-12 um, from beyond the arc for the game. 5-for-10 from the floor in the second half. 3-for-6 from beyond the arc in the second half. When Franz gets going, he can score these points in bunches. That's what he did. Really helped the Magic get back in the game. Um, I actually thought Paolo Bancaro had a very nice game as well. Pa- Franz had 25. Paolo had 24. 
Nine for 18, shooting three for seven from deep. Made his shots, shot him, shot him comfortably and confidently. Three for six from the foul line was a demerit, but 11 rebounds, five assists. Turned the ball over four times, made some mistakes there. Um, but I thought Paolo was really good at getting into a shot. Didn't really attack the basket. You know, he, he attacked it once on Jackson, got blocked. Attacked it again, got blocked, but was but Jackson was called for a foul. Um, everyone was staying away from, from, from Jackson, but Paolo... Made some plays down the stretch, especially when Jackson was out of the game, uh, and, and and made his jumpers, which really kind of inflated his shot total. Um, really hard to find scoring elsewhere there. Wendell Carter, 14 points, 5 for 10, shooting 2 for 6 from beyond the arc. It's never good when Wendell Carter is taking more threes than twos. Um, he can settle for that three-point shot. Teams are happy to leave him open, so he's just got to be smart and confident with that shot. Um, but just, just not enough from him there. Only had seven rebounds, four defensive rebounds. On top of that, did have two blocks, so did do some good things. I I, I I think Wendell, being a bigger paint presence, would have helped this team out a whole lot more because, again, just Jaron Jackson had free reign in the paint. Marco Fultz had 11 points, 5 for 9, shooting 5 assists for him. Cole Anthony, 10 points, 5 for 11, shooting 5 rebounds, 5 assists, made some big plays um, in the fourth quarter, but also four turnovers, including a critical one with the Magic down by 4, uh, with or down by 5 with 13 seconds to play. He stepped out of bounds on a dribble handoff, and that was all she wrote. The Atlanta Magic fall to the Memphis Grizzlies, 113-108. How this game tracks the way that this season's gone. We'll talk about the bigger picture of what the Magic season has represented. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up at its end at the Final Four. Both the men's and women's tournaments have been so good. And there's no better place to get in the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team We'll be cutting down the net all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out your don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So, you know, tell me if you've heard this one. Um, first quarter doesn't go the way you want it to. Dig yourself a, a huge hole, a hole that's extremely difficult to get out of, but then 
slowly start to find yourself. Maybe you tread some water here and there, start, you know, make a little bit of a run, take a, take a step back, make another run. And then you make this all out sprint to where you're maybe fighting a little bit too late, but still giving yourself, but there's still just that little sliver of hope, that little sliver of a chance. I, you know, we're obviously toward the end of the season here. We're a little contemplative about what this whole 82 game journey means and, 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 and how to process it. And I, I am a bit of a believer that, you know, some of these end of season games do feel representative of the season and how the season went. Um, I, I'm usually a big believer that the last game of the season kind of always sums up your season in some way. But I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to step back this final game against a Western Conference opponent and not catch the coincidence, the irony of how this loss to the Memphis Grizzlies perfectly encapsulates the experience of the Orlando Magic this season. If y'all remember, the first quarter of the season was god-awful. Orlando started 5-20 and on the year, put themselves in a hole that was too big. And, and certainly, at that beginning part of the season, a lot of us thought that any chance, just any sliver of hope of making the play-in tournament was, was so far-fetched, was such a far-off dream, a far-off journey, something that this team was not going to hit. All the high hopes that came from before were quickly dashed, and we thought we were due for another long season of, yeah, some bright spots from young players, but nothing to really hold on to. But then the Magic started to pick up some momentum. Then the Magic started to look a little bit more competent, a little bit more put together. They started to grow. They started to get better. They started to get experience, and then they started to get confident. And so while they might have stayed at the bottom of the standings for a little bit, suddenly there was this surge, this huge flash that brought the team back into it. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe down 12 entering the fourth quarter or down eight, eight, or down eight early in the fourth quarter, even with time running out, it didn't seem impossible to believe that the Magic could win, that the Magic could be a postseason team, could take that all-important next step. Of course, it's a young team, and they're going to make mistakes. And they made mistakes. They turned the ball over at the wrong time. They rushed the three when they didn't need to. They played with urgency but with panic instead of urgency and calm and poise. They looked every bit their age, and at key moments when it felt like the story could tip, that they could take that big step forward, climb over the Indiana Pacers uh, in a big game at home, or climb back into this one and give yourself some time to make, maybe make a mistake or two and still have a chance to win, they faltered. They weren't ready for the moment. They weren't ready to make that step. And ultimately, despite their best efforts, despite how talented, despite how well they played for long stretches, they ultimately couldn't overcome the first quarter that put them in too deep of a hole. The margin for error was simply too small. That is how this game against the Memphis Grizzlies went. And that is how this season has gone. The Magic started 5 and 20. They have played they've gone 27 and 24 since. They've put themselves in a really good spot to continue growing and building but in a spot that's going to make it very difficult to make the postseason. The Orlando Magic's elimination number after the loss sits at 3. Any combination of 3 Magic losses or 3 Chicago Bulls wins 
will eliminate the magic from the postseason. If you told us back in October that we'd be sitting here in the final week and a half of the season with still a mathematical possibility of making the playing tournament, no matter how remote, I think all of us would have taken it. But by the same token, having lived through this journey, having been through the ups and the downs, we are both proud of what this team has been able to accomplish and the growth and steps they have taken. But we also understand that this team can and should be better. This team can and will be better. This team can be more consistent. This team still needs a lot more to get to that promised land, to get to that moment. That's what this part of the season was supposed to discover, was supposed to find out, was supposed to reveal to this team. We know the Magic needs shooting. We know that the Magic needs some pieces off the bench and some players and some upgrades at various points to make this team better, to make this thing work, to really take the leap that we're expecting with continued improvement from Paolo Bencaro, from Franz Wagner, from Wendell Carter, from Markel Fultz, from Cole Anthony, from Jalen Suggs. All these players are so young, their story is far from written. And the Magic will be back in this moment next March, next April, continuing to play for something very real, hopefully much more real. We expect them to play for something incredibly real in the following year. But that time is obviously not now. Or it's not looking like it's going to be now. The Magic simply took too long to learn some of these lessons. Struggled with the injuries, of course, that put them in too deep of a hole. And understanding that, hey, injuries happen and you still got to perform. You still got to find a way to hold that ship steady. That's what ultimately put the Magic behind in the season. Just as it put the Magic behind in this game against the Grizzlies. A game that was very representative of how this season has gone. But there's still six opportunities left to continue growing and getting better. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. I send on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out uh, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game NBA podcast. All the scores, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's gonna do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic. We'll see you all next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.